A very warm welcome to the Small Business Conversations podcast. I am your host, Melita Ngalongulu. When starting a business, it's all good and fair to have a structured business model that will lead your business to greater heights. But at the same time, no brand can survive in the marketplace without a strong brand position. No matter how organized your business is or how active you are on social media, it's what people think of your brand that matters the most. Theo Balo, your founder of Butter Shoes, joins us in this episode to talk about the importance of brand positioning and on how to build a solid brand that will stand the test of time. Theo quit his accounting job and started his shoe business at his home in Alexandra Township in Johannesburg. Today, his bright mesh sneakers are well positioned in the market. Theo, it's a pleasure to have you joining us. So as an entrepreneur, how do you get out of the bubble of just focusing on the day-to-day operations of running a business, but actually get to build it into a solid brand? Thank you for having me. Uh, it's such a pleasure to be on this platform. I really, really appreciate the invite. So um, I try by all means to uh, delegate you know, wherever necessary so that I can focus more on, you know, uh, the strategy and growth of the business, you know. And uh, to do that, you need to have the right people on board, you know, to have the right people doing the right things in the business and helping you build the value chain. So I've been blessed in the sense that I've, I've got great leaders in the business, great managers that I can easily, you know, delegate tasks to in terms of the day-to-day operations of the business. And that gives me room to go out there and network and, and then build new relations for the business and that allows us to grow and develop the strategy of the business. So I try to delegate as much as I can as far as uh, the day-to-day is concerned, the day-to-day operations is concerned. Speaking of the day-to-day operations, how would you go about delegating to your staff? So we've got different avenues of the business. And then I think first and foremost, you know, before you can even talk about staff and people, you need to make sure that your human capital and your human resource, you know, identifies the right talent with the right skill, you know, and then also places them in the right avenues of the business, you know. So I try by all means ensuring that, you know, we've got the right people in the right avenues of the business and people that are well capable of, you know, um, running with different tasks in the business. So I mainly delegate based on, you know, the basis of priority. Number one, priority is to what's uh, what priority projects we've got in the business and what line of service you know are those projects running in the business you know and I try to delegate by that as well you know to say this is of utmost importance you know and therefore I can delegate it to marketing to HR to uh, finance and so forth so that's how I go about delegation would you say that brand positioning is the process of positioning your brand in the mind of your customers so that whenever your name or your product does come up they recognize it immediately Hundred percent, you know, and then I think there's different ways of uh, positioning your brand, you know, either through um, social media, through your product, you know, and sometimes I think the best way to position your brand is for to allow the client to position for you, you know, to talk about your brand more often than ever, to experience your brand promise, to have a better customer experience, and in that saying, you know, the customers will position it and and advocate for a brand more than any other one, you know, or any other platform, you know. So we as as brand holders, we've got a responsibility, you know, to uh, put the brand out there and to communicate our brand promise and ensure that you know our clients are aligned and they can resonate with what we send in them but i feel like you know clients are the best people to really position for your brand because those are the people that advocate for your brand in new markets you know in existing markets and keep on telling you know their friends and their loved ones about your brand and how great it is you know so you have we have a mandate to communicate our brand promise to clients but i think clients are the better people to best position our brand 
Theo, how did you do it with Bati shoes? Because I know that whenever I see those bright sneakers, I immediately identify them with you and Bati shoes. So how did you go about it? So I think for, uh, I mean, for us, you know, from the foundation of our business, you know, in the depth of our business, one thing that we wanted to do is that we didn't just want to build the sneaker brand, you know, and telling an African story. We wanted to be unique and different. So um, we did about 18 months of research and development, proof of concept, you know, quality control, quality testing, and so forth, you know. And one of the things that we identified was that in 2015, you know, we um, there was a trend that was happening around colorful socks, mainly dominated by a brand called Happy Socks. Mm. And um, we wanted to develop a happy shoe you know um and for us you know color was the was the new in thing you know oftentimes in food we're manufacturing people don't play with the soul and with color so we wanted to have an identity you know to say you know batu is about color it's about funky it's about being cool enough you know and while telling a proudly african story that's one of the things that really helped us and was um our unique selling proposition in terms of uh product um differentiator as well So is that how you would say that you were able to differentiate your sneakers from the rest of the market? It's because of the brightness and the fact that you chose an idea that mainly stems from those happy socks. Yeah, definitely. Because I think our shoes, you know, we always say that it's the only shoe that breathes, you know. So um, I've I've worn a lot of sneakers over the number of years. And at the time, I couldn't find a sneaker that, you know, could, you know, blow some air. Because on a very, really hot summer day, you know, um, your feet tend to, or some of our feet, some of people's feet tend to sweat a lot you know so i wanted to i had an idea of building or or, or creating a sneaker that can have some ventilation blow some air into your feet and that's how it came about and what sacrifices would you say that are actually involved in the brand building process and how did you go about it I think there's a lot of uh, sacrifices that goes into that. And, and as we all know, that sneaker manufacturing or foodware manufacturing is a very, you know, um, capital intensive business, you know. So meaning that, you know, each and every proceed when you start up, when you're starting off, you know, you need to be able to reinvest back in the business, you know, and meaning that you need to sort of build a healthy working uh, capital so they can be able to, you know, grow your, your business, either from footprint, uh, brick and mortar stores, uh, e-commerce, product development, brand building and so forth so you have to make a lot of sacrifice in a sense that you know you have to build an, a, a beautiful end-to-end customer experience and value chain and oftentimes what that means it means you know from the beginning you know you need to really sacrifice on you know um basically the finer things so the vanity projects so that you can build the solid value chain you know so uh we had to reinvest i think for the first two years of our business we had to reinvest you know um almost everything that we got in the business you know in different areas avenues to build the brand and to build our footprint. Theo, I'm sure you'd agree with me when I say that as an entrepreneur, you can do all the right things, but with the current economic climate, things might be stagnant for a while. So what advice would you offer to small business owners? Ensure that they find unique ways of growing their business despite the current challenges. I think, you know, with uh, what has happened with the pandemic, it has given, um, you know, a lot of businesses a chance to press the reset button, you know, and to redefine our business models, to redefine our brand promises. You know, it has given us, you know, uh, a chance to really re-innovate. You know, there's a saying that says crisis breeds innovation. Mm. And I think what has happened in the pandemic has given a lot of businesses to match different models and different processes together and make it one. For instance, in our business, what, you know, the pandemic has afforded us was, uh, has given us an opportunity to match 
imagine to integrate our e-commerce store, online store with our brick and mortar stores, you know, sort of find synergy between the two and to best help, you know, uh, deliver our brand promise and enhance our customer experience, you know. Um, so I think now that, you know, we need to start thinking, you know, um, beyond Africa because oftentimes Africans have always been at the receiving end, the receiving end of the latest app, the latest technology, the latest product, the latest trends. So uh, the pandemic has really given us a, a, an opportunity to press to press the reset button and to think about how do we build, you know, products and value chains and ecosystems, you know, that the rest of the world can receive. You know what I mean? Because we've mm. seen that nothing is constant. You know, the world is evolving. Things are changing. We go into the new normal. You know, we go, we see a lot of people now doing more e-commerce and online store. What does it mean to, you know, to build an e-commerce store in an African ecosystem? You know, how do we best mm. integrate it and make sure that we serve the rest of the world? Because it's, it's a reset button for not only Africa, but for the rest of the world. You know, things are changing. And I think that's where innovation comes in. I mean, there's big businesses that have been born and bred in during crisis. You know, you are, you are Uber, you are, you are Airbnb, you know, your Facebook and so forth. So what are we doing now that since we've got a crisis, you know, since we've, the world has pressed the reset button, what does it mean for us as Africans in terms of telling our stories and building sustainable value, chain and value chains and business? I like how you, know, you touch on us actually building our own names and building our own brands and not just as South Africans, but as as Africans as well. So when I utter the words proudly made in Africa or even South Africa, what do those words mean to an entrepreneur? I think it means a whole lot more, you know, and number one, it means uh, diversity. It means inclusion. It means, you know, um, telling an African story and it means authenticity because Africans, we are often known to be a very, you know, rainbow um, continent with different ways of speaking, different ways of eating, different ways of engaging. But oftentimes you don't package that into a uniform, you know, business model or uniform product or service that the rest of the world can, you know, receive, you know. So I think for us, we should really show the world what does it mean to be made in Africa it means creativity it means innovation it means inclusion it means diversity you know and I think for me that's what made in Africa means you know so uh, in a form of services products value chains and ecosystem that's what it's about and it's about that authenticity diversity and being a rainbow I think you know uh, continent in, in a nutshell thank you so much Theo for your time thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure that was Theo Baloyi, founder of Butter Shoes, talking to us on brand positioning in the mind of the customer. Listen again next week to the Small Business Conversations podcast with me, Milita Ngalongulu. To listen to our other podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za and the MoneyWeb app. Follow MoneyWeb News on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn for updates. 